welcome everybody to this LSE Middle East Centre seminar. Uh, my name is Michael Mason from the Department of Geography and Environment here at LSE and also the Middle East Centre. Um, today's uh, seminar, I'm delighted, I've been looking forward to this uh, um, very much. Um, today's seminar represents the culmination of one of the um, academic collaboration projects that we uh, fund through the LSE Middle East Centre. The collaboration projects are funded by the Emirates Foundation. They started in 2011-12. I think this was one of the first five collaboration projects which uh, started for the centre. Uh, we have a call, I think, for the, the next round on the, on the LSE Middle East Centre website, anybody interested. I think we have, how many do we have at the moment in the current year, um, Bob, Sandra, about four, four or five of the current? That's four, four, the word. Four, okay. Um, so if you're interested in that, please look at the LSE Middle East Centre website. Um, you'll see publications, reports, and so forth involving the various collaboration projects and also other activities of the Middle East Centre and the events for both this term and I think um, on into the new year. Um, I'm, I'm going to say a little bit about the, the running order, then I'll introduce the speakers. A um, few sort of uh, rules of housekeeping. Could you please make sure your phones are silenced, please? Um, we're going to have one of the presenters will talk for 40, 50 minutes, and then the, all the, uh, 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 her colleagues will be available for questions and discussion, and I'll chair that uh, questions and discussion. Um, the title of the seminar today, and what if one spoke of the land, labour, food, and the making of space in modern southern Lebanon, um, relates to a, a project looking at the extent to which sort of uh, uh, food production, food security is an issue in terms of the making of the landscape of southern Lebanon. I'm a geographer by training. I'm always um, impressed by and fascinated by projects which synthesize different types of knowledge together to understand what's going on in a particular place and the processes which govern what happens in a particular place. And you'll see in this presentation, I'm sure, uh, very much the the type of work, impressive, in-depth, collaborative work it takes to really understand the fine texture of what happens in terms of the, the production, reproduction of particular types of landscapes. In this case, a sort of a rural agrarian landscape, but the same principle can be applied to urban landscapes. Um, our speakers are distinguished. I'll introduce them briefly. Um, on my left, Professor Martha Mundi is Professor Emeritus of Anthropology at LSE. Um, Martha will be making the presentation. Um, to her left, um, uh, uh, Professor Remy Zurayek, Professor of Ecosystem Management at the American University of Beirut, and Cynthia Garrios, who is a researcher at the American University of Beirut, uh, who were the key team involved in this project. You have a fourth colleague, don't you, who can't make it today, who is... Uh, well, as usual, UKBA is not very helpful uh, for visas uh, for non-nationals uh, applying. It's the third time it happens to me to be involved in this kind of a saga. So uh, saga was refused on the first round for no obvious reason, but uh, and so then it became very complicated to reapply. So we are very much regret that Sakharin Noor, who is uh, 
a sociologist and a, an agronomist by training, can't be with us today, and he was slated to be with us today. <coughs> and I'll speak to his work here. I'm pulling on everybody's work here, as you will see. Um, this event has been recorded, I think, for a later podcast. Um, if you want to tweet about this event, the hashtag is uh, hashtag LSE Lebanon. And um, like I said, we'll have about 40, 50 minutes uh, of the uh, main presentation, then we'll open to questions and discussion, and I'll explain about the arrangements for taking and que uh, questions and discussion at that point. So could uh, I first uh, ask us please to welcome our speakers for the seminar today. Welcome, Martha. And what if one spoke of the land? I'll begin with three observations. Then I'll talk about development out of that and move on to our research questions. <clears throat> three observations. Media and academic commentary recognize that across the Arab world, but particularly in the Arab East, there has been over the last 40 years a tremendous decline in food self-sufficiency and a consequent boom in food imports. This is generally tied to very rapid urbanization of the region over the last decades, an urbanization not matched by adequate growth in employment or political participation. <clears throat> and the third observation, a close look at the unfolding of protests across the region since 2011 reveals that these reflect rural distress quite as much as urban discontent. The volumes of commentary on, the, on Arab social politics since 2011 have not built on nor stimulated new research on the interface of man and land where food is made. <clears throat> Mutually conditioning, man is here understood as mediated through capital, technology, work and markets, and land apprehended in its diversity, appropriation, spatial and natural ecological plenitude. But for research on the Arab world in general, it is as though with the reduction of the proportion of the population occupied full-time in agriculture, rural space and people have indeed become but the residual of something not yet urban. It is not so just in academic politics. In a country such as Lebanon, the same can be seen in the categories, the very categories of land zoning. Although in a, some places, such as the plains of the Baqa Valley, there, <coughs> there are some constraints, elsewhere the regulations outside Greater Beirut allow building three stories on any land and throw onto municipalities the option of any further regulation. The result is that effectively any land can be built on and in any way the owner chooses. In today's brave new Middle East, it sounds terribly old-fashioned, a ringard, the French might say, to pose classical agrarian questions, such as, is there a place for family farming units today? Or, in a more modern language, what to do with rural unemployment? So indeed, it is common to read in policy documents that the small size of the bulk of agricultural units in Lebanon, 80% of holdings being under two hectares, 
is an unfortunate consequence of subdivision by inheritance and inimical to raising agricultural productivity. Policymakers are consequently not disturbed by the generally increasing size of the very large agricultural exploitations. Nor are they worried about smallholders and their lands for which they have a solution, pluriactivity, if land and people are to stay in agriculture. Well, let us take a less old-fashioned agrarian question. Is the dominance of capitalist relations in food production of today's global food regime leading to destruction of the ecological bases for that very production? If this question, that of a metabolic rift in the jargon, is posed in studies of the region, it tends to be so in relation to the consequences of the region's wars, rather than placing those wars within a wider political economy. In any case, answers to the basic agrarian questions require investment in natural, socio-economic and historical data to document the changing interface of society and land. And why invest in that when the policymakers already know the answers? We beg to demur. The observations with which we opened confirm that the policymakers do not know the answers. Research into such fundamental questions barely exists for the Arab world. <clears throat> Our research questions. On a small scale, we have sought to reopen the two agrarian questions posed above within the framework of a political ecology, that is, through an analysis of both faces of the interface society-land. Land and society have intertwined histories and bear the marks of the past. That is why we have written of the palimpsest of agrarian change. Past forms and past representations lie below, not entirely erased, but informing those of the present. Our research has focused on one area of South Lebanon, Jebel Amel Iqlim Shomar, as it was known prior to the creation of a unified Lebanon after World War I. In this zone, as more widely in South Lebanon, there is a contrast between villages where historically a single landlord or two held most of the land and villages where resident villagers owned most of the land. In our case study, we examined the landlord <coughs> village farms of Sinai, Safur, Shilbal, and Dmul, and the largely self-owning village of Ansar. For ease of comparison and following contemporary usage, I shall refer to the first as Mezere, that is farms, and the latter as Balda, or Agriburg. It should be noted, however, that in documents from the Ottoman period, the first were not termed Mezere, i.e. there was nothing predetermined by the administration to ensure that they would have a different development, the one from the other. The area covered is some 28 square kilometers, that of the four Mazara together being roughly comparable to that of Ansar, 77% or just over three quarters of the area of Ansar. This allows us to compare the different patterns in land use between landlord states and village ownership over time. But what will the results of this investigation bring to debates at the wider scale concerning agrarian questions in the Arab world? There, since the 1990s, 
government policy became increasingly hostile to the, the pro-small holding agendas of the era of land reform, the 50s to the 70s, and to the principles of agrarian cooperatives and support for farmers who do not structure all their production for the market. Lebanon forms something of an exception in the region since it never experienced any land reform. If in the 19th century Lebanon was renowned for peasant uprisings, in the 20th century the struggle over access to land was resolved time and again by out-migration of the farming population. How then did production continue even for the landlords? In line with the free market orientation of the country, this was resolved by importation of labor. Of the settlement of Palestinians after 1947 near agricultural zones, and of recruitment of Egyptians, Sudanese, and above all Syrians in more recent decades. Thus there was no rupture in large holdings. Their roots and those of the self-owning villages extend well into the past. <clears throat> but there has been marked transformation in the society they call the land home. We shall argue here that the agrarian questions, that is the ecological and social consequences of present processes of land use, on the scale of food producing units, need to be examined in the context of the quality of the society land nexus that emerges, and not only in the narrow abstractions of market revenue. To say this is easy, but to document the palimpsest of agrarian change is a decidedly more difficult enterprise. A quick word about our methods. As you've been introduced uh, to the research team by my colleague uh, Michael, uh, I will be very quick. Cynthia Rarios, uh, landscape and geographical analyses and help with archival work. Sakharanur, uh, in his absence, ethnographic and oral history research, uh, resident in Sinai and the 